Now, so we mentioned I, the person that does the Hajj al Ifrad. The Hajj al Ifrad is what type of Hajj? The Hajj al Ifrad. What's Hajj al Ifrad? But what, what, what is Hajj al Ifrad generally, though? Hajj al Ifrad. Nah, but there's something, something specific about the Hajj though. What's, what's the difference between the Hajj al-Ifrad or Hajj al-Tamattu and the Hajj al-Kira? What's the difference between, what's, what's specific about the Hajj al-Ifrad? Hajj al-Ifrad, the day of the day of the day of Hajj al Ifrad. So, we'll quickly go through the three types of Hajj. So, your Hajj Tamatur is what? Where you do Umrah first, then you come out of Ihram, then you go back into Ihram for Hajj. Hajj al Kiran is what? Hajj al Kiran, the one he You do the Umrah first, then you do not, then you do not come out of Ihram, you, you continue and you stay in that same Ihram and you can do the Hajj. Hajj al-Ifrad is where there's no Umrah first. It's just Hajj. Naam, it's just Hajj. So with this now, when it comes to the fact that it's just Hajj, the person, when they are uh, completing, they completed the days of the Ayyam al-Tashriq, the, day, the days of Tashriq, then they do an action of the cutting of the hair, or the cutting whatever's left of the hair. Naam. And this is what's mentioned where the person puts the something the, the shaving cream over their head and runs the blade over it and takes whatever's left of it. Naam. The reason why we mentioned that is because the person would have shaved the head before as well. Because we mentioned the shaving of the heads of the five actions. Naam. Why also is it we discussed as well, why is it best or better for the person to shave their hair and not just cut it and shorten it? Whilst it's permissible to just cut it and shorten. Why is it better for him to shave the hair? Because the, the, the sale of the Prophet that is less the one who cuts his hair. But, but his, uh, it's not necessarily that, no. Not necessarily that. Something to do with the du'a of the Nabi, you mentioned. For the one that shaved the head, three times. Yeah. I made the offer three times. As for the one that shortens, once. Yeah. Nah. So due to this, then they say that the fadl, there's virtue in the one that shaves the head. Allah Ta'ala, A'lam. So, as for today, then we have the, men the mentioning of the actions after that, and it's regarding the individual performing the tawafal with that. And so, he mentions, لم يخرج حتى يودع البيت بتواف in the faraghihi min jamil umurihi. 
hatta yukun akhira ahdihi bil bayt and so he doesn't leave now he doesn't leave Mecca until he performs the tawaf so tawaf al wida فنشتغل بعده بالتجارة أعاده ويستحب له إذا طاف أن يقف في ملتزم بين الركن والباب. and so with this a person if he becomes busy doing something in Mecca again so let's say for example he tends to leave Mecca and then because he tends to leave Mecca after he's done all of the actions of Hajj نعم he performs the tawaf. Now, on the farewell tawaf. And then with that, what is understood to, that is understood to be his final actions in Makkah. When the final action he does in Makkah. However, if he was to perform that tawaf, and then he becomes busy with something again. For example, Ibn Qadama mentioned the example of tijara. He gets busy with, يعني, business, trade. Then, what is mustahab, that which is recommended for him to do, is to do the tawaf again. Naam, why? Why is it recommended for him to do the tawaf again, as mentioned? Because he's going to stay. Naam. Because he stayed, because he stayed again, and why? And why? Because that tawaf should be what? His final. His final action. So if the tawaf is his final action, if he ends up doing another action after that, then what is better for him to do is to perform that tawaf again, in order to make that tawaf his final action before leaving Mecca. Naam. However, this is mustahab as mentioned. So if he did perform the tawaf with the intent of that being his final action, however, he becomes busy again, he still fulfilled. That tawaf. He still fulfilled it. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. Now, thereafter, he makes dua. Where he says the salah and the Nabi Sallallahu And then Ibn Qutayr mentions, فَمَنْ خَرَجَ قَبْلَ الْوَدَعَ رَجَعَ إِلَيْهِ إِنْ كَانَ قَرِيبًا So whoever was to as left he left before bef- before performing the tawaf al wada so he leaves and he doesn't perform that tawaf then in kana qarib and if he's still close by he needs to go back and perform the tawaf naam if he's still close by when kana ba'ud or in when ba'ud afwan ba'atha biddam However, if he's gone further away, then what is upon the individual is a dam. And when he refers to a dam in a uh, dam blood, essentially. When referring to blood, with this discussion around the, uh, the, the affairs of Hajj, and the monastical Hajj, then what is it referring to? If you say that alayhi bidam, upon him is blood. Referring sacrifice. to what? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Naam. Yani. The animal, not people. <laughs> so they mentioned them, so of course, the sacrifice of an animal. Now, 
So, that clear, the, 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 the surah. So, a person, he's left Makkah. He's left Makkah and he hasn't performed his tawaf. What he should do is return. If he's able, if he's close enough to return. So, essentially, if he's in any of the mudan or the qura in the towns or the cities that are close, regardless of being close by, then he returns. Naam. However, let's say for example, he's from here, he's from Britain. And he's not performed the tawaf, he's come back to Britain. Now, I mean, he, can't be, he can't now say, I'm just going to quickly go back to Mecca and perform the tawaf, of course. So, in that scenario, alayhi bidam. Then in, in that scenario, he, he does the slaughter. Now, I'm in place of that. And then the Bukhdama mentions, illa al-ha'id wa nufasa' fala wada' alayhim alayhima wa yustahab lahuma al-wakuf in the bab al-masjid wa dua And as for, as for the the Haid, so the woman that is on her menses, or the woman that has the postnatal bleeding, then there's no farewell tawaf for her. Rather, that which is recommended for her to do is to perform, now is to perform dua or make dua at the door of the Masjid al-Haram. So she doesn't enter the Masjid, she stays at the bab and makes dua. She supplicates. And this is what is understood from this protect, this particular affair. Allah Ta'ala knows best. And that concludes what we were discussing from those, this chapter. Wallahu Ta'ala A'lam. After that we have the chapter Bab Arkan al-Hajj wal-Umrah. So the chapter pertaining to the Arkan, the pillars of Hajj wal-Umrah. Naam. And what is understood by as a pillar? We discussed this previously, or better, we've discussed this a few times now. Specifically when we're discussing the salawat. We mentioned there's, there's in terms of the salawat, the prayers, there's shurut, our conditions, there are arkan, there are pillars, and then there are wajibat, obligations. What's the difference between them? So essentially first, what's the difference between a shart, a condition, and a, a rukun, a pillar? What's the difference between these two, therefore? Difference between a shart and a rukun. In terms of the salah, you say if it's a rukun, if you miss it, it's to repeat the salah. So the shart, if you miss it. The prayer is naqis. No. To repeat it, so then what's the difference then? Between a shart and a rukun? The shart you have to have from the beginning to the end of the prayer. You should be facing the qibla. No. Whereas the, the rukun? The rukun is an action that's performed within the prayer. No. So, a shart, a condition, is present from the beginning of an action all the way through the action. No. So, the shart, the condition, is present from the beginning of the action all the way through the action. The example given by the brother Zawla Khair is facing the Qibla. You have to face the Qibla before the Salah. Before you start the Salah, you have to face the Qibla. And you have to be facing the Qibla throughout the Salah. It cannot be a case now that in the first Raka'at you face the Qibla, the second Raka'at you face another way. Now, not fulfilling conditions. Another condition, for example, of the Salah is Tahara. The person has to be in a state of purity. 
Naam. So a person cannot now start the salah in a state of purity and then break the wudu but carry on the salah. Now we know if a person breaks the wudu in the middle of the salah, he has to make wudu again, repeat the salah. So the shart is that it's a, a condition is something that is present before and throughout the action. Wadih? Jayin. Rukun is something which is required at each at different points within that action. Naam. So for example, a rukun in the salah is the Qiraat al-Fatiha. Recitation of Surah al-Fatiha. Naam. But we know that this is not done throughout the salah. The recitation of Surah al-Fatiha has a specific point of the salah. Naam. Tayyib. So that's the difference between a rukun or a shart and a rukun. What's the difference now between a rukun and a wajib? A rukun, in a pillar, and a wajib, an obligation. What's the difference between these two? What's the difference? Similar to what you mentioned. Just the one that you missed, uh, the wajib. Yeah, but upon a condition, though. So if you miss a rukun, if a rukun is missed out from the salah, for example, then it nullifies the salah. Irrespective of the reason why the person missed it. So if a person missed a rukun, a pillar, and he missed the pillar due to, yeah, or he missed it deliberately, or due to forgetfulness, it doesn't, reason, doesn't matter the reason why he missed it, it's nullified that action. However, with a wajib, if the person misses the wajib, due, like deliberately, then it nullifies the action. However, if they miss the wajib due to forgetfulness, then they make it up. How? It does the salah. Sej the sahu. And the two says the tain after the salah. Now, this is how they make up the wajib. Time. The reason why we're mentioning these is because now we're discussing arkan again, but arkan in relation to the hajj. Now, arkan, pillars of the hajj. Now, and so, Ibn Qudama, rahimahullah, he mentions the arkan of the hajj. Now, what are the pillars of the hajj? So he mentions, first and foremost, uh, the pillars of the hajj, the wakuf bi'arafah. Naam, al-wakuf bi'arafah, so stand in arafah. Taib. What tawaf of ziyara? The tawaf of ziyara, the, the tawaf which is done for the visiting. What is what does he mean by tawaf of ziyara here? The tawaf of the visit. You got a hajj. What is the tawaf of the visit? What is he referring to? Tawaf of the visit. Tawaf of ziyara. No, no. The first tawaf? Which one? The first. When you first get to Hara? When? Oh, the Umrah. But say if you're doing tawaf, tawaf, say if you're doing Hajj al Ifrad, there's no Umrah. There's no Umrah. So Tawaf al-Iziyara and Tawaf al-Ifada are the same thing. So sometimes we refer to Tawaf al-Ifada 
and sometimes referred to Tawafal Ziyara. Naam, but the same thing. And the same thing. Toy. What is Tawafal Ziyara? And so essentially, the Arkan of, of, uh, of Hajj are the following Al Ihram, Wal Wukuf bi Arafah, standing in Arafah, Wal Tawaf, Wal Sa'i. That's how many pillars? Four. Naam. So Ihram, it's a must in terms of doing Hajj. The Ihram is a pillar. So in terms of the Hajj, the Ihram is a pillar. The second pillar is Wukuf bi Arafah, standing in Arafah. Why? Why is that a pillar? Why is standing Arafah a pillar? Al Arafat al Hajj or Al Hajj al Arafah. Now, Al Hajj al Arafah. The Hadith of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam where he mentions Al Hajj Arafah. Al Hajj Arafah. So, due to this narration, we understand that. The, the, the Arafah in of itself is a pillar. Now, the Hajj in of it, the, the, the son of Arafah in of itself is a pillar. And then the Tawaf, Naam, the Tawaf, Al Ifada, and then the Sa'i, which is done after, uh, the Sa'i, which is done after the Tawaf. And the, the Tawaf is done on which day? Of the Hijjah? The tenth of the Hijjah. Now, and the Sa'i? The tenth as well. Naam, so he's all done in the tenth. And Arafah, of course, the ninth. Naam, so these are the actions. Uh, and Allah Ta'ala knows best. Then he goes on to mention. وَوَاجِبَاتُهُ الْإِحْرَامِ مِنَ الْمِيقَاتِ وَالْوَقُوفِ بِعَرَفَ إِلَى اللَّيْلِ وَمُبِيدِ مِنْ مُزْدَلِفَةِ إِلَى نِسْفِ اللَّيْلِ وَالسَّعِي وَالْمُبِيدِ بِمِنَا وَالْرَمِيَ وَالْرَمِ وَحَلْكُ وَالتَّوَافِ الْغِضَاءِ And so here he mentions in terms of the wajibat of hajj. So the wajibat of Hajj. And Ibn Khudam mentioned seven. Seven from the wajibat. The first is the ihram from the miqat. The person assumes ihram from the miqat. And the miqat is where? Where's the miqat? Yeah. Uh, the question is, the question, my question requires another question. If I say, where's the miqat? And the question you, you have to ask, of course, is, who's miqat? Because the miqat is more than one. Naam. And it's dependent upon which direction you're coming from. Naam. Depending on which direction you're coming from. And so we discussed previously the miqat 
for example, Dhul Hulayfa, from Ahl Medina, or Juhfa, Mikata Juhfa is for who? Misr or Sham, so Egypt and Sham, that Irq, Al Iraq, Naam, and Naam, when we caught Minal Bait from their home, Yemen for who? For Yemen, and we caught Minal Bait from the home. Ahu Makkah. We go Makkah from the home. Naam. So we have that. Then we have the second, please wajibat al wakuf bi arafa ila layl. Yani ila gurub shams. Naam. Why is it mentioned here twice? Because we mentioned Arafah. What did we mention Arafah before? We mentioned Arafah before in terms of the? The? The, the pillars. Now we said Arafah is on the pillars. Sahih? But now we're saying Arafah is on the wajibat. Kaif. What was the difference is mentioned? We said from the pillars is Wakuf Arafa. Naam. We said from the Wajibat, Wakuf Arafa Ilal Lail. What's the difference then? The timing. Naam. So essentially what some Ahlul M they mentioned. Here Shaykh Bozan he mentioned as well. Is that if the person Stands in Arafah for some portion of the day, then he's fulfilled the rukun. He's fulfilled the rukun. Now, that pillar. Because he has attended Arafah on the day of Arafah. However, if the person stands in Arafah and remains in Arafah until the Ghurub al-Shams, until Maghrib, then he has fulfilled the wajib as well. Now, he's fulfilled the wajib as well. Because. As is understood, the hadith al-Hajj al-Arafah is am, is general. Naam is general for the one that attends yani, Arafah. However, if we understand, and we re- as we read through the, the hadith of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, his hajj and the sifat al-hajj and the manner in which he performed, the monastic, the manner in which he performed, naam, these particular rituals of hajj, then we understand from that, barakallahu feekum, madha, that the individual performed the Hajj, <coughs> yani, until, uh, or performed the Asan of Arafah Afwan until Maghrib. Until Maghrib. And the Messenger, and it's understood as well when we take the general hadith of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where he mentions, Khudu anni manasikakum. Khudu anni manasikakum. And it takes from me your, your rights, I the rights of. Hajj, barakallahu feekum. So that's the second. Then we have the third. Al-Mubit bil-Muzalafa ala nisf al-Layl. 
Naam, the one that stays at Muzdalifah until the halfway point of the night. So we understand the halfway point of the night exactly the same as we understand it when we're discussing the Mawakit al-Salam. Naam, or we understand when we're discussing يعني, the Tawqid al-Salam. So when we discuss the Tawqid al-Salam and the Waqt al-Salam, we say, for example, Salat al-Isha is from the ending of the time of Maghrib, Naam, so the reddening leaves from the sky, until the Nisf al-Layl, halfway through the night. Nisf al-Layl does not necessarily mean midnight, Naam, but Nisf al-Layl can be what? What's Nisf al-Layl? Half the night, meaning what though? The time directly between Isha and Fajr? No, half of the night, so... From Isha to Fajr, you work out half the... So what's... From Isha to Fajr? Yeah, so you work out half the... From Maghrib to Fajr. Naam. So half of the night from Maghrib to Fajr. The direct time between Maghrib and Fajr. Naam. So that's all of the... the, all, the whole of the night is from Maghrib to Fajr. Half of the night is the, the, the direct time in between the two of them. So... And so when it comes to Al-Mabit bin Muzdalifah, it's the, it's the staying until that time. Naam. And it's not permissible for the one to leave Mazdalifa before the Mutasif al-Layl. And so it's permissible for the person to leave thereafter. Naam. However, the Aftal, that which is better, is that the person remains there The person remains until Fajr. So he remains in, in Muzdalifa till Fajr. So that which is better is that the person remains in Muzdalifa till Fajr. However, it's permissible for him to leave from after them, the halfway through the night. Naam. So, thereafter, it mentions Asai. Asai. And so, again, Sa'i is mentioned as part of the Arkan. Sa'i is mentioned part of the, Ar- part of the Arkan. However, here it's mentioned as the Wajibat. With this is, is that it is indicative of Ikhtilaf. So, it's just an illustrating that it's Ikhtilaf in this affair. Some of the, or some of the they regard that Sa'i bin Asafa wa Marwa is from the uh, from the Arkan of Hajj whilst others regard it as being from the Wajibat of Hajj and Allah Ta'ala knows best from what is uh, from what is apparent it is from the Arkan and that's the opinion of the Jamhur that's the opinion of the majority of the scholars is that it's from the pillars of Hajj now so even though it's mentioned, Ibn Qadamah here mentions it as from being from amongst the uh, wajibat, it is in, actually from the pillars that we mentioned earlier. Now, as for the next wajib mentioned, the next wajib from his wajibat, which will be number what? Number five. You sure? Yeah. If you take out size, what? Oh, you take out size? 
No, so it's number four. Number four. Because remember, we mentioned Sa'i is going to be part of the Arkan. No. So, so number four is Al Mubid bin Mina. So, staying in Mina. And this is for the Layali Ayam of Tashriq. So, this is for the nights, for the Ayam of Tashriq. So, this is the 11th, 12th, or 13th night. Naam. And how many nights does the person have to stay? How many nights does the person have to stay? Two or three? Three? Two? <laughs> so, you have the first night is when? Is that 11 for? 10th, 11th, 12th night, the first night, but they say it's in, it stays in Mina. Yeah. 11th night. Now, 11th night. Then, 12th night. Now, then, so that's. So then he can leave after the 12th day. So then he can stay two nights, essentially. Or he can stay from the 13th night and then leave on the 13th day. If. We discussed this last week as well. If he uh, stays for the twelfth night and he decides to leave on the twelfth day, now, however, the sun sets. He's still in Mina and the sun sets. What does he have to do? Repeat the action of the night before. The, the, the day before. Repeat the action. So yeah, he has to. That means he has to stay in Mina. He has to stay in Mina, and then the next day he has to do the action of that day as well, which is what the central action. Essentially, this one thing, which is salah has to be done every day until we die. Inshallah. The throne of the Jamarat. Now the throne of Jamarat. Type throne of Jamarat. So this is the the Mabit Mina. It's from the Wajibat. So then we have the fifth. Which is the Rami. Now I'm the throwing of the stones, the stoning. Now if he leaves this off, he doesn't do it. Fa'alihi biddam. Now if he doesn't do the stoning, then upon him is the dam, yani the uh, slaughter. That's number five. So the stoning. And the stoning is done how? How many stones? Seven. Seven? Seven times three. Seven times three? So, 21. 21. So, seven. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu an la
أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله عيا على الصلاة So then after, we have the next um, rukun, which is the halq, the shaving of the hair. And when it mentions halq, the shaving, then of course, what is inclusive of that is the taqseer as well, the shortening the hair. Naam. <coughs> and this is from the wajibat of hajj. And so the person may do so, as mentioned, في أي مكان. Any place. So it's not specified that he does it in any particular place. Naam. Of course, for the one that is aware and they go on the Hajj or Umrah, they will see that there's specific places now that are facilitated. This is facilitated for ease. But it's not now said that it's specified here that you have to do the cutting here. Naam. As long as the hair is cut, then this action is fulfilled. That's why it's fulfilled. And then the final one of our seven is Tawaf al Wada. The farewell Tawaf. And it's the final Tawaf. And it was the final action that the Prophet did before traveling and leaving Makkah. And this Tawaf is an obligation. Upon all, now, except for the one that has a legislated excuse, except for the one that has a legislated excuse, and that would be who? The elderly, the sick. The elderly, the sick, necessarily. If you're sick, then no, possibly no. The hired, now, the menstruating woman, or. The forget the one that forgets, the one that forgets, the one that has, forgets has to slaughter. But not, they not, they don't have a legislative excuse. They've forgotten. That's why they have to slaughter. Postnatal bleeding now. 
So the woman, the woman that has the postnatal bleeding or the uh, the bleeding for or the bleeding for the menses, then they have the excuse. They have legislated the excuse not to perform this action. So, so those are the arkan and the wajibat of Hajj. Who thinks they can repeat them? Who thinks they can repeat them? The arkan and the wajibat of Hajj. Beginning with the arkan, of course. No. Okay, son of Arafah. Tawaf al Ifada. Tawaf al Ifada. See, the Quran is so much thicker than Tawaf. So we repeat them one more time. So standing at Tawaf. 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 Which Tawaf? Tawaf al Ifada. So these are the four. The four pillars of the Hajj are Ihram, standing at Arafah. Tawaf, Naam, Tawaf al Ifada, and Sa'i. Tawaf, Sa'i, those are the four. Then we said the wajibat are how many? Seven. 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 What are the wajibat? Ihram from the Miqat. Tawaf, what's the difference between that and the Rukun? He didn't mention that. The timing, or well, we did mention it, did we? No, we mentioned it. No, that's the timing of Arafah, but Ihram, sorry. The timing, Naam, and the place. Naam. So a person, possibly, he could put on the Ihram, but he puts on the Ihram before Arafah. He puts on the Ihram before Arafah and performs Hajj. He would have fulfilled all of those conditions. All of those arkans, should I say? Does that make sense? Because from the arkan is to where to be, to be in the state of ihram, but it doesn't specify at which point. So, and this is some, what some people do: they will put on the ihram, yani, going into yom al arafah, and then they would start the hajj. So, however, from what's the wajibat, they should do it from the miqat. So the 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 wajib is the ihram from the miqat. Naam. Second one. Second second wajib. Sand al Arafah until the night, and the night is referring to Maghrib. Naam. Sand al Arafah until the night. The third one. Naam. Staying at Muzdalifah until. Halfway through the night. Now, the next one. Now, staying at Mina for how many nights? Two or three. So, which one's the wajib then? Two. Why? Because it's the least you have to do. The least that's required from you is two nights. So, that's the wajib. 
and then that which is uh, mustahab is, uh, and that which is mujzi is that the person does three. Type the next pillar, or oh, sorry, next uh, wajib, sorry. The stoning. Now the stone of jamarat, the free jamarat, throwing the three small stones seven times. Seven, sorry, throwing the seven small stones at each of jamarat, a three of the dose jamarat. Now, so 21 in total. So, and of course, the reason why we say, why we specify as well that this, these small stones, the hifayat that I mentioned with the narration, is that there's individ- people that uh, oppose this. And they will throw, they'll try to find the biggest stones that they can find to throw, for shoes, for umbrellas, for anything they can throw, because they believe that they're stolen in the shaitan. No, this is barter. So let's throw, throw the small stones. So, the sixth, the sixth, wajib. Shaving the hair. Naam, shaving the hair. And this is inclusive of what as well? Trimming. Trimming as well. Naam, shortening. And then the seventh, Tawaf the farewell Tawaf. Now, except for if the person has a legislated excuse. Now, and so these are the seven wajibat. These are the four, the four arkan, the seven wajibat of the Hajj and Umrah. And Allah Taala knows best. I will conclude with that, inshallah, today. And um, Taala, next week we'll go on to discuss the arkan and the wajibat of Umrah. Naam the arkana wajibat of Umrah. Insha'Allah. Zakuna khairun barakala fikum ikhwat. Wa sallallahu wa barak ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Barakala fikum.